All the way from Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to Outlander Cast. It's a podcast dedicated to the show Outlander on Stars. Everybody and welcome. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and this is it, ladies and gents. We're, we're down to it here. We are down to it. Isn't it crazy? Yeah, it is very crazy. It really, really is. Uh, this season obviously flew by for all of us because it is on the shorter side, um, and you know, it's. I can't believe it's here. I cannot believe it's here. I've also been sick for all of it. So it's kind of been, I've been in a dream as well, I feel like this entire time. But it's nice to have been on the ridge. I talk about it frequently, how much I just love being on the ridge. And granted, there's been murder (laughs) and (laughs) some scary stuff going on. But I do love the little ridge moments, which there were very few of in this episode. But this episode got funky. This episode... It got weird with itself, and I'm happy to get weird with it. And I like when shows get weird with it. And as I said in the last episode, take risks, man. Mm-hmm. Take risks. Do bold things. Even if you fail, I, I, I will give you that much more credit for doing something bold and failing um, and getting it right. And even if like you get it right, even if you get it wrong, like I'll give you that much more credit too because – you, you took a risk. You didn't do what was expected. Yeah. You know, you just, you did it and that's great. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's, and the show did that. I, and, and the good thing is too, that not only did the show do that, it succeeded in my opinion. Um, it went, it got weird mm. with Ly, Lionel Brown and I don't think you can get much better than that. No, better than what they accomplished. I mean, I would argue you know, even weirder is bringing back all of those sound clips, all of those voices yeah. from all these seasons. That was amazing. Those were little Easter eggs that were like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh, I know who that is. Oh, yes, I remember that episode. Yep. So, so cool. And, you know, obviously, you all had a lot to say too. And that's kind of the whole idea of the listener feedback episode. So before we get into the rest of this show, we of course want to remind you to please follow us and hit that subscribe button to the podcast. Um, We're of course active on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram and YouTube. And you are going to want to search Mary and Blake. Because sadly, as we wrap this up, we will be doing subsequent podcasts for Outlander cast, but it will be less and we're going to be doing things of course, continuing with us, this is us too. Um, we're going to be jumping back into Bridgerton and doing all those fun things that we do at Mary and Blake Media. And we do not want you to and miss And we're out. also jumping back into the last kingdom. As soon as this is us is done, Mary and I will be tackling the remaining episodes of season five of the last kingdom. So if you are a fan of Uhtred, son of Uhtred, <laughs> and you believe that destiny is all, you do not want to miss uh, what we've got cooking over here for the last kingdom, because I've got a feeling that, go. oh, you missed it. Ooh-hoo. Thank you. I've got a feeling that this, that this season is going to be spectacular, just based off of the first episode that we watched. 
I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to get back to dive right back into uh, all things um, the England being born. Awesome! So I'm excited about that. Me too. All right, Marvin, you ready to uh, release the hounds? I am. I Let, am. Let's do it. All right. All right. All right. All right, Marvin, as we are wont to do in these episodes as of late, we're just going to go with the comments, and then we're just going to go straight to the voicemails, and uh, and we're going to mix and match, and we're going to have some fun. We're going to get to it, and we're going to talk some Outlander. You know, as we're recording this, it is the night before the premiere. I'm sorry, the, the finale, and it's an odd feeling, Mary, because uh, I, I have an opening take. I forgot to do opening takes. I apologize. We okay. have a system. We, we have a system here, ladies we and do. gents, and I forgot to do the system. My opening take is that it feels weird to have eight episodes, and it feels weird to be like, okay, we're on the finale. I feel like Outlander just started two weeks ago. I know. You <laughs> know. You know, I can't. I can't tell if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I can't tell. You know, <laughs> you know like what we're doing with it, but I. It's it's an interesting feeling to have that. Okay, we're here. It's the the night before the finale. Oddly enough, uh, we don't have a big thing planned. This is the first time in, geez, five years or so that we haven't had a big thing planned for the finale. Mm -hmm. And we're just, we're here ready to go. And it's just uh, an odd feeling. And I would love to hear the listeners' thoughts uh, on what they're feeling the night before the, the finale. And do they feel weird that it's only eight episodes or do they think that this is, you know, like everybody wants more episodes. I get it. But do they feel like this is right? Does it feel right that the season is ending right now? At, at least according to the story that they're telling, does it feel like, okay, yes, this is, I see what they did here. This feels right mm -hmm. that it's ending uh, irrespective of whether or not you want more episodes, just because you want more episodes, think of the story and is it right? And I would love to hear your thoughts about that. All right. So let's get to jointhenerdclan.com, shall we? The Janelle McKenney chimes in. She says, wow, this was really good. I still had some PTSD while watching, but I'm giving it five kilts because it was well done. The good. The bits of humor with everything that's going on in this episode, we sure need it. Claire's face while listening to Lizzie's confession was hilarious. Since I've read the books, it didn't shock me as it probably did show only viewers. I do agree that we haven't had enough time in the show with Lizzie for it to feel more impactful, but I think that's because we didn't see her much in season five. Season 5, Lizzie, is like Francesca Bridgerton, always disappearing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> However, this season, we've had a lot of great lines and double entendres around Lizzie that I hope the show watchers will see on their second watch. Remember, in 601, when Lizzie told Beardsley that two hands were better than one? And remember in season four that Lizzie's dad begged Bree to take Lizzie as her servant to save Lizzie from becoming a man's concubine? This storyline also reminds me of some of the weird pioneering stories I've learned in American history. Lizzie gets her cakes and eats them, too. I also loved seeing more of Roger's humor, his bare arse comment, and the comment about people going to hell for not liking his Catholic wife were funny. And if you think things are bad, Jamie, just be glad you're not a vegetarian. <laughs> Great. Maybe it's my PTSD, but I, I was right there with Claire. I've totally compartmentalized my experiences till enough trauma forces you to unpack them. And unlike some, I don't think the use of Lionel is heavy-handed. 
In the beginning of the season, he is the reminder of what is he is uh, what was done to her in the season five finale. But as this at at this stage, it has a different tone as he is voicing all the insecurities and and doubts, as well as reiterating the ugly things others have said. When people believe rumors and lies over truth, and you are isolated and ridiculed, it takes a toll on you. You start to doubt and second guess. You can hear the mocking tones in your head. Lionel is that voice. Mm. Just like BJR, what BJR was in Jamie's head. Just like we can sometimes still hear the voices of those who were cruel to us in our heads, even if that person is no longer in our life or has changed. And the best, of course, Jamie finally confronts Claire. For a strong person like Claire, it's so hard to admit failure. And in this case, it's failure to keep it together. Mm. And with failure comes shame. Shame that you couldn't fix it yourself. Shame that you started to rely on a crutch or a bad coping mechanism. In this case, it's ether. Shame that you're struggling. Shame that you can't rise above these feelings and are that are weighing you down. Blaming yourself for the things that weren't your fault. Being self-critical to a fault. When you're in a bad headspace, you start believing the things that aren't true. You struggle to see things accurately. I was so glad to see Claire finally open up to Jamie so that he could help her carry her burden and remind of the good she has brought about too. Every decision we make has good and bad consequences. And depending on what stage of in life we're at, our view of those consequences change. What has been so masterful me in the episodes 606 and 607 are the subtle audible cues. After news gets around of Malva's lies about Jamie being her baby daddy, the big house is so quiet. In past episodes, there always seems to be an undercurrent of everyone being busy working together, and you can hear that background noise. And after the rumor gets around, every seems oddly every scene seems oddly quiet. Mm. It's quiet because no one is coming to the big house or working together. We obviously see that no one is waiting in the line outside of Claire's surgery, but the silence feels so deafening and isolating. Sometimes with adaptation, it's all about making thoughts or feelings visual. And I like that this informs the viewer by using our sense of hearing. It's not visual like TV usually is and not imaginative like reading is. It also what makes the sound of rattling whiskey stop her so unsettling mm. i'm looking forward to the last episode usually i'd be sad but with these episodes bringing up old memories it'll be good to let things lie a bit thank you mary and blake for your podcast and for creating a wonderful outlander community i don't know if i could have watched this season without all of you Aww. wow incredible great thank job you Janelle. for and, that you know, feedback my uh, friend i, I, I want to say obviously you have um, some some trauma that you're that you're have mm-hmm. you have gone through, uh, and I I just wish I could give you a big hug. Same, uh, because you deserve it, and everyone needs a hug, especially a big big hug from a, a hulking man like myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in addition to that, you bring up some great points, and the one that strikes me most is how quiet the big house is, and. When you recognize how unsettling the the whiskey stopper is, yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes, yes. Bam! Just like that, a winner. lutely mm-hmm. That's why it was so important to keep that in there. And again, it's a that's a directing choice. I mean, mm-hmm. perhaps it was written in. I doubt it. But let's just say, for the sake of argument, that it wasn't. That is a 
a spectacular directing choice, once again, by Jamie Payne, who just gets it. Just gets it. All right, Mama, what do you got for the next one? All right. This comes from Laurel Gallucci, uh, who says this episode gets 4.8 kilts. Literally, the point two was subtracted because of Jesse. Lizzie, Jesse, <laughs> Kezzy, Josiah, name sandwich. I love that. <laughs> uh, the good was Jamie's acting this season has been so good. In this episode in particular, his way of dealing with the rich folk like o- Obadiah Henderson etc. Refusing to get down to anyone's level. He has seasoned confidence as a leader and an authority figure. His um, PO'd facial expressions this season have been fantastic. Her bad was the Jezzy sandwich. So distracting. The only reason these three should take any more precious season six time is if in some way, shape, or form, they are witness to the murder. For example, they have intel on who was in the garden on Malva's fateful day. If this is not the case, they should have just had this much story during an action. uh, They should not have had this much story during an already action-packed season. And the great confession time for Claire. I'm so glad she was able to finally open up to Jamie about ether and trauma. Love, love, loved the reminder that Claire brought Jamie out of the darkness of Wentworth. And Malva clearly it was into redheads and redheads only. Jamie, Obadiah Henderson, and the other guy. <laughs> All redheads. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mary, I've heard some reasoning from many book readers that, oh, well, all this we'll we'll use the ship name jesse all this jesse stuff is in here because like two books from now it comes into play and like there you know i've i've seen comments like this is a saga you need to be patient and blah 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 i get it truly i do in a book series that makes sense but when you're telling a story of tele on television the storytelling has to evolve and it has to change. Mm-hmm. And knowing how short and how specific this season is, mm-hmm. I I don't care if it pays off in a season or two seasons. I just don't care. Where the episode would have been much more impactful to me if we stayed more with Claire. Let I would like to see her question her role in Malva's death more than seeing Jesse talk about slippery hands and this and that. I just it 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 doesn't it doesn't compute for me. I mean, on the flip side, it it gave a bit of levity in a very very heavy episode, and honestly, in a very very heavy season. So I'm not buying. I can't co-sign on that because like. The levity, it, it's there for the sake of being there. It has nothing to do with anything that is happening other than this storyline was cooked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Jesse storyline was was cooked up to be in here. Now, it's not cooked up by the TV show, obviously. Apparently, it was in the books. Whatever. I don't – stats for nerds. What I'm saying is this is just there. And whether or not it pays off two books from now – is irrelevant because it's taking away, in my opinion, from the weight of the mental battle that Claire is going through. It undercuts it. Um, and we're not, and we don't get a chance to spend enough time with the character that we actually care about, which is Claire. 
I don't care about Jesse mm-hmm. by by in any regard. Nothing. Mm-hmm. That here and here here's the unfortunate truth about Jesse. If those characters are not on the show, if they magically disappear, nothing changes. Agreed. Nothing changes. And when you when when for when, for the show as we've had it, correct. Yeah. I, I agree. And, and that's the problem. Um, and that's a problem with any show, not just Outlander, but any show that if you can take a character and just delete them mm-hmm. and nothing happens, mm-hmm. it, not only is that a poorly written character, it's a poorly categorized, poorly structured arc. For the a show, show has not been great for them. No. Uh, all right. Let's get to the voicemails. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Cassie in Brooklyn calling oh. about sticks and stones, which I give 4.8 kilts. My good. I love uh, how Lionel Brown's apparition is no longer just lurking in the surgery with Claire. Now he's in her bedroom, settling in the corner and watching her while he sleeps, which I thought was such a cool way to show that her mental illness is getting worse mm-hmm. and it's settling in and getting comfortable with her and um, you know, it's becoming more intimate in a terrifying way. He's not in her workplace. Now he's in her, you know, bedroom. Um, that was just a great way to sh- show the worsening of this problem she's having. Um, I also loved when Ian said, who's Petty Mason? I love when the 18th century people, uh, just unknowingly make these 20th century references. Um, my bad, the bugs, ugh, they are clearly setting us up to not feel warm fuzzies for Miss Bug and Archbug, just being total gossips and total jerks in general. Um, my great, Lizzie's menage a trois, you go girl. My favorite line in the whole show, maybe the whole series, I don't know. We were slippery with the ointment and naked under the quilts. That was just, I loved it. That was amazing. Um, she's owning it. She's not, you know, sorry, no regrets. She loves them both. They're the same DNA, so go for it, girl. Um, and finally, Hi, sorry, it's Cassie from Brooklyn again. My final thing, my great, Jamie and Claire's conversation in the surgery, when Lionel is standing there at first and Claire can see him and Jamie can't, and it was creepy as M. Night Shyamalan's sixth sense, you know, it was just awesome. Jamie walks right in and Claire's freaked out and then suddenly she just comes out and tells him and spills her guts um, about Lionel and the ether and Jamie's just listening and um, concerned and comprehending what she's saying and the look of love and just, he just wants to help her and he trusts her. He believes her. I just loved that. And it gave me hope that, you know, it's, it, they're in a scary time, but Claire's going to get through this. Okay, guys, thank you so much. Love you and talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Well, Aww. thank you, Cassie. I appreciate that. Um, Mary, your thoughts about Lionel Brown, um, seeming to not only go from just as as Jan- I think Janelle said go from just being like the reminder of what happened mm-hmm. to now yeah, being yeah. the voice of all of Claire's stuff and following her around in addition to being there with she and Jamie your thoughts on oh, on that I loved it because you know 
in the past, it's been when Claire is alone and Claire's yeah. able to have these thoughts and these. And sometimes you wonder, is it happening because she's alone? Mm-hmm. You know, less people have been visiting her because of, you know, their own beliefs of things and the Fisher folk not approving of Claire. Um, but now it even happens during other times, you know, it's, it's overpowering and there's no leaving it. And I love, love, I like loved how they used him. Yes. Yeah. Yes to all. Yeah. Just spectacular. Yeah. Just all around. That is what makes this episode sing. Mm-hmm. That is what makes this episode soar, uh, to the, to the degree that it does. Because you're getting a real, it's, it's, it's a tangible thing. Mm-hmm. I, I remember, Mary, when you were going through, um, postpartum depression and even when you've suffered some bouts of depression a- after that whereas y- you would say to me I wish I had a broken arm yeah. so you could see what it's like what I'm going what through what it's like to be sick or to be hurt but it's it's in your head and others can't see it they yeah. can't understand and for us as the viewer we are privy to the broken arm, right? And and that is such a great thing. And it's not just the way it's not just the fact that he's there. Though the fact that he is there, especially in that scene when when Jamie comes into the into the surgery and Claire's there and the whole thing. Like just like the way that the camera shifts uh and then it reveals Lionel is there mm-hmm. uh from from behind Jamie. With that shift, oh my god, that is that is like, oh, that is that is just straight up, like spectacular direction, um, but also the way that they have placed Lionel in relation to Claire, always being in like in the background and blurred out, so it's not necessarily a a full. Uh, picture of Lionel. Mm. You know, you, it's a blurred out vision of him. Yep. So that you can see that it's like uh, a vision from Claire. Uh, he's not in your face. He's just present. And what is most present and what is voiceover quality mm-hmm. is his voice. Um, just really, really spectacular stuff. All right. You ready for the next voicemail? Yes. All right. Let's do it. Hi, Mary and Blake. Uh, Stacy from Canada. Hi, Stacy. So thoughts on 607. Um, 4.85 kilts. Um, the good. Um, I really, really appreciated the use of Lionel's like apparition in this, in this episode. You know, all season it's been like snippets here and there, flashes, voices, and it really culminated in this episode of just you know, the, the buildup effect and how everything that she's been repressing for decades, she just cannot escape it anymore. Um, you know, when she's lying in bed and sees him sitting in the corner of the bedroom, watching her just really hit home for me, like how tortured she, she is. And the fact that she's still getting up every day, um, to try to like face the world and function just you know, for me, reiterated how strong Claire actually has been mm-hmm. in spite of all of this. Um, the bad, I honestly don't really have any bad. Um, uh, great. Um, the Jamie and Claire scene in the surgery. I loved it. We've been waiting for this. I love that 
you know, when she's finally opening up and exposing everything, he listens. Yes. Um, he controls his own emotional reaction. You can see that this is paining him, but he's stuffing that emotion down because he knows in this moment she needs him. Yep. And he listens. There's no judgment. There's no anger. It, it's not even about the ether. It's about her letting him in. And I thought it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And she, she made the cut there. Good she job, Stacey. She did. Um, Mary, I, you know, I, that's one of my favorite things too. It was very, I, with this whole ether storyline going in throughout this season, one of the things that's been throughout my mind is how is Jamie going to react? How mm-hmm. is he going to react to Claire hiding this from him, um, lying to him about it? And I agree. I think that it was handled beautifully by yeah. his character. And here is the important thing. I, I, I think a lot of people are saying, Hey, Claire wouldn't do this. Claire wouldn't do the ether. And, why are they adding this? It's an unnecessary plot um, addition that's just going to take away from the story that was already written in the books. Here's the issue with that line of thinking. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about it in terms of how it affects Claire only. What this does and what you rec- eventually recognize is that it's not necessarily just about Claire. Jamie... Jamie's reaction is more informative of his character than Claire's use of the ether informing her character informing her character. It's more about Jamie and what does Jamie do to accept or deny Claire's use of it and how and in what way she needs him. Mm-hmm. Will he get mad? Will he get up will he get upset? Will he get hurt? Will he lash out will he accept it will he judge will he not judge all of these choices are are there and they're wide open and jamie chooses what the king of men of course but always choose which is acceptance and non-judgment and saying let me help you Mm -hmm. it's a special moment because again it it informs Jamie's character as opposed to Claire's character. Now, Mary, we didn't talk a whole, t- a whole ton about this scene uh, the last episode. And I think that was partly my fault because we were so uh, animated about everything else that... Who, us? Yeah, I know. Animated? Uh, that it was just like, okay, that scene was great. And what else can you really say about it? But I, I think as a book reader... I wanted to know if you were looking forward to this scene and did it play out the way that you thought it would? Well, like elaborate for me a little bit because you as a show watcher, I'm interested first to hear your reaction since you think it was glossed over. Well, that that we glossed over. Yes, that's what I mean. All right, great. Um, Yeah, like... Here's, I think, something that... We, I probably should or could have brought up. It is reflective of Jamie's reaction to Claire in The Devil's Mock, if you remember mm. that, where it was like... If we remember, Blake. If we remember. You know, like, he when she's telling him, yeah, I'm from the future, and he's yes. like, wow, it would have been better if you were a witch. Yes. Like, first, there, there's some humor there, which is great, but yeah. Jamie as the character employs the same uh, reaction you know he's still he, he just like he listened to claire he, where he was just like okay mm-hmm. like i'll listen and 
I'll take you for your word. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'll I'll do the like I'll I'll be here. Um, but then I think in not only does does he accept what Claire says. Like think of that. Like when she's saying, "Oh, I see Lionel Brown. I see I I'm doing ether, yada yada." It, it not only does he just accept it. He says, "Let me help you." Yes. Let you know you helped me. I can do the same thing for you. Mm-hmm. Just don't you know? Don't keep me out. Um. To again, me, it's more reflective of his character. Yeah. Well, to me too, it goes to show you how observant Jamie has been of Claire this entire season. He's known that she hasn't been fully truthful. He knows that she's been suffering and hiding it from him or trying, maybe not even purposefully hiding, but you know, trying to manage it herself. And not only in his younger years did Jamie go through something that he couldn't handle himself, but now he's able to see that through multiple family members' struggles. Mm-hmm. And the way that this was handled to me, um, yes, continues to be that that thread of Jamie accepting Claire and their love trumps all, but also just the maturity of what he has gone through as the patriarch of this family and some things are not worth there there's no there's no worth to him to say wow can't believe you've been fibbing all this time you know like there's no darkness in his reaction whatsoever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because i think through all of his experience you know what really matters is caring for that person in their time of need sure. and his a, I think that's part of who Jamie is, but also I think just his lifetime experience, you know, and, and going through massive loss and seeing people str- that he loves struggle emotionally. I mean, he's literally had Fergus and Ian share with him massive, um, massive issues that um, they've kind of kept quiet to themselves. Mm-hmm. And I just... I think that it just goes to show you where he's able to sit there and delve into what really what matters without blaming her, without condemning her, without making her feel worse than she does already. Yeah. And I I think on it, I think on, you know, why I, at least for myself, I kind of glossed over this scene and and it's like a, it's like a sex scene almost where it's like, okay, yeah, the sex was great. Like the seeing a sex scene is great. That's it. We, it was great. Like I, I'm not here to like, it's not, I can't, I can't say that I'm not here, but like, I don't want to just sit here and gush over all the things that are awesome. I wanted to have a conversation about the choices that were made in, in this episode and what went really right. And what mm-hmm. went, you know, in my opinion, really wrong and how choices affect the storytelling because if we were here to just gush about all all the beautiful things about outlander like yay mm-hmm. but what kind of conversation we have in so yes it was a great scene i loved it who wouldn't love it you know it's it's a partner expressing their unconditional love to their to you know to their partner um but it's just like for conversation's sake it's just not you know, it's it's not everything that I would want it to be. I don't know. Do do, do you see what I'm saying? Mm, but that I think comes down to time. 
What do you mean? I think to add more to it, if it's not all that you wanted it to be. Oh, no. What I mean, like, in terms of conversation, like, like, okay, yeah, it was great. What else can I say about that? Oh. You see what I'm saying? Okay. So that that's why I'm getting that. But uh, let's 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 actually piggyback on this because Carrie shows up, and Carrie says my kilt rating this episode was four point six, skipping the good and the bad. But my great was when Jamie encouraged Claire after her confession about losing it. It showed his deep unconditional love for her, reminiscent of his comments in season one after she confides in him that she's from the future. Oh wow, look at that! We're on the same page. Mm-hmm. Uh, their trust and support for one another, um, um. In, in inimitable and per, is inimitable and perfect in deeper contemplation of the season and the series in large uh i have pondered over each character's life perception i think perception shapes our reactions to life to stress and difficulties and perception can be changed by experiences and maturity i view claire as an optimist Seeing the best in people and situations, even in her description of Malva to Tom in this episode as full of light and life, always devoting herself to healing and helping others, even when currently suffering her in her own troubles. I see Jamie as a realist, always seeing the situation clearly and finding a concrete action to say solving problems. This helps him lead well. Tom Christie is a pessimist, but maybe only because of his circumstances and history. And Malva is an opportunist, jumping on the chance to advance herself with education, experiences, and circumstances. The character's perception shapes their reality and moves them forward to their actions. Do you think our character's experiences have changed their perceptions or solidified them? I think in Ian's case, his experiences have changed his perception. What perceptions do you see in other Outlander characters like Bree or Roger, Fergus, or past characters like Myrta, Dougal, Galen? blackjack or frank thanks for considering and thanks for podcasting i look forward to each podcast mary this is a great um this is a great um like um like notify like uh, sorry i'm I'm losing the word here this is a great uh, like idea to talk about like perception versus reality Mm -hmm. and how each character's perception alters their reality like i and uh, we've had conversations uh, on this podcast and in other podcasts about wants versus needs Mm -hmm. you know what a character wants isn't necessarily what he needs and what he needs isn't always necessarily what that or he or she wants Uh, and the need is usually the arc and the want is what propels the arc right Ooh, yes so in this case i think where we can have a similar discussion which is the reality is the arc and the perception is what propels the arc oh you're getting deep with me man and but to that end i would love for you to tell me what you think the perception versus reality is or the, um or the the person's ex- like how you would view these people um it in like these characters like Bree or Roger well, it's or it's funny cuz i would look at frank and just like how uh and this is Carrie right who yeah, read Carrie. The, um who wrote this uh, just like how Carrie says that she sees Jamie as a realist i think i would see frank the same way 
Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> I think so. As too. she was going through that, I'm like, oh, I. And isn't that interesting that pot, you know, maybe that's somewhat of what drew um, Claire to both of them, that that is something they have in common. Because they are is obviously very different men. Sure. Um, but that doesn't mean they can't But be... that's also why he struggles to understand things that he does not have, like, clear facts on. Right. And that can be a way that he and Jamie differ. Um, how would you label Galus or Blackjack? Oh, Blackjack. Um, how would I label him? Uh, a sadist? <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about Galus then? Um, I would see her as an opportunist as well. Or I would see her as... Um, a dreamer. Yeah, a dreamer, but also... Uh, a crazy blood bathing dreamer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see her as someone that's like um an extremist. That's mm-hmm. what I'll that's what I'll tape her as. I, I see her as an extremist. Someone who goes to to all ends of the earth to get what she wants and will not and and she firmly holds herself um up high mm-hmm. to uphold those beliefs. Um, yeah, I, that, that's probably where I would put her. All right, you ready to get to the next voicemail? Yes, I am. Mary, Blake, it's Pete from Chigsbury in the UK. Pete, Hall of Fame caller, so, Pete. with a doff of my cap to Lou and all of his mates, here's my review based on free... <laughs> First of all, the fact that, the, <laughs> that Lou is still a thing. Lou continues on. Lou is never-ending. Lou, Lou is... All being she, he or she, I'm not sure they. if they, sure. Lou is ever present. <laughs> Lou will never leave this podcast. Sorry, Pete, continue. Our main characters. First up, Roger. Roger, what the hell are you playing at? Keep on like this and you'll be well on your way to redeeming yourself in Blake's eyes. <laughs> you know he considers you to be a, what was that word? Ah, oh, Yes. A jabroni, yeah. mainly for making a pass at Mary all those years ago. That's right. But clearly, you've moved on since then. You've married Bree, you have Jemmy. Hell, how could you present a threat to Blake's modern-day marriage when you live in the 18th century, for Christ's sake? <laughs> Next up, Lionel Brown. Listen, mate, you've got some serious issues. True. Have you lost your way back to Brownsville? You're on the ridge now, so make yourself useful. Instead of hanging behind doors in Claire's surgery with your mouth wide open... Go hover over Lizzie and the Beardsley twins. Scare the bejesus out of them. <laughs> There's a pregnancy about to happen. All together now, Dr. Rollins. <laughs> Finally, my personal favorite, Alan. Alan, we know you don't care for your sister. Is all that pain, face-pulling, actually because you're sexually frustrated? Solution, go find Bullfrog Lady. Bang a few nails into her room. <laughs> She'll be game. Okay, take care, guys. See you next week. I hope you <laughs> a few nails into her. Oh man. Oh Pete, you just keep bringing it, friend. My friend. Agreed. Just, just keep, <laughs> keep bringing it, and, and that's right. And Roger, that guy. You talk about talk about Lionel breathing breathing with his mouth open. Freaking Roger's a mouth breather. That's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm going to say. Just because he hit on my wife that all those years ago. It wasn't actually the character of Roger. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. This and I don't think Rick 
hit on me. Yes, he did. I think Absolutely he, did. I think he actually was more nope. shocked nope. that I nope. wasn't drooling over him, and nope. I called him out for thinking he had a caterpillar on him. Nope. Nope. Hit on you. Not a fan. Mouth breather. And I didn't want a painting of his face, and he couldn't <laughs> believe it. <laughs> All right, let's do the next voicemail. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Ingrid from Norway in Europe. Hello. Hello. I just wanted to call in to tell you how great your show is. Thank you. Uh, I started watch, watching Outlander last fall, and I listened to every episode you made. I binged it. Uh, wow, thank you. I gave this one a 4.9 kilt rating uh, because I love the ghost part. I loved the way they talked about the ether thing. I loved how Jamie reacted to it. And I also love, kind of loved the three something with Lizzie. I think it was a little bit of a good humor kind of thing in an otherwise dark it. episode. So that's me. Uh, thank you for all you do. I love your show. Keep on doing it. Thank you oh, so much. Thank you. Well, yeah, I'll tell you what, we're never going to end. We're never going to end till the show ends. I'll say that. So, uh, and even when the show ends, maybe we'll just continue on with the books. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But that, that's, that's, that's a, that's a tall task. Oh, I love how Blake like adds all these ideas to my plate with my long COVID brain. Well, no, I mean, this, I know. This, it's going to be I years know. from now. So, but, but friends, just so you know, I got my official start date. Oh, you I did. am allowed. In- I told you this a million times. You, know, you, I thought. you didn't give me the official start date. My official long COVID clinic experimental guinea pig Mary <laughs> Larson's going to help save the world. <laughs> May 17th. All right. I'm going in. I'm going to meet all these infectious disease doctors. They don't even know what's coming at oh, them. Oh, my goodness. They have, a, they have a storm that's coming. They're probably used to people who are like introverted, yeah. who are embarrassed. Maybe and I'm going to come in. I'm shedding. I've got night sweat. I've got acid reflux. Let's not even talk about the tinnitus. <laughs> I'm going to turn into like a crabby, older New York. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, bitty. Yeah. Oh, crabby old New York bitty. That's going to be that's, Mary. That's going to be me. But like in a good way. <laughs> Fix this. What's up with these liver spots? <laughs> that's not long COVID. Essentially, you're going to be crooky. Uh, from this, from uh, yes. from from the Potterverse. By the yes. way, you're a wizard, Harry. We will be getting back to the Potterverse uh, sh- very shortly. For those of you who are listeners of uh, the Potterverse, and Mary does amazing impressions of characters every single episode, including Crookshanks, who has the best. <laughs> accent mm-hmm. uh according to mary's uh, interpretation of crookie so uh, the, the, those doctors got no clue what's coming their way i'm so excited it reminds me of uh, i'm gonna come in with notebooks <laughs> i'm gonna come in with a list of all the things i've already tried and it's like failed. the lady in star wars uh, uh um phantom menace storms coming annie better come inside <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be like malva so what are these books for <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right let's do the next one <laughs> Hey, Mary and Blake, it's Joey calling from North Carolina. Hi, Joey. I said it after episode six, and I'm going to say it again. I think the next episode, it's finally going to happen. The big house is going to burn down. Oh, I, I like feel it. like we've been getting the hints for it all season. Matches, candles, the focus on flames and the house. Bree and Roger are now gone. And that awful group of angry people that are coming to arrest Claire. And they think she's a witch. And what do you do to witches? You burn them. I just think that house is going up in flames next episode. Uh, mm. Also, outlandish theory. 
they're going to survive, but they're going to run to Fergus and Marsley. And since Fergus owns that print shop now, he is going to print the obituary to make people think that Jamie and Claire died in the fire. Interesting. Oh, I like it. So much time was spent on Lizzie this past episode because there are so many other more interesting topics that we still don't have answers to. Who's Malva's baby's father? Who's Malva's dad? There was that whole thing with Claire being like, hmm, that doesn't make sense. You know, the timeline with Tom Christie and when Malva was born. Who killed Malva? And what's up with Troy Polamalu? I can't remember the guy's name, but the Native American... Troy <laughs> Polamalu. Um, time traveler who's in jail. We haven't seen him since that small clip at the end. This last episode has <coughs> Oh, man. Hi, it's Joey again. Oh, I just got cut off on my last message. The point essentially was there are so many open questions left with things that need to be answered that it's a really tall order for the last episode. Mm-hmm. I hope the writers can really deliver and answer a lot of those questions, but at the same time set us up for a great season seven. Great. Thanks again. Hope you guys are doing well. Mary, hope you're feeling better. Thank you. Joey, with that Troy Palomalu reference, oh my God, thank you so much. Yeah, Mary, I, I got to go with what Joey said here. Uh, first of all, love, love, love the outlandish theory. Uh, fantastic outlandish theory that mm-hmm. that they're going to go hang out with uh, with Fursley, uh in, in New Bern and, then, and that Fergus is going to print this obituary my question is this mary to what end right to what end and i know you know the answer obviously um but as i'm as i'm reasoning it out you know why are my my outlandish theory was that jamie was going to go full scorched earth uh on the browns but now that I think about it, if, you know, in light of this outlandish theory that came from Joey, I think her, I think that outlandish theory is more plausible, but why? And my thought is they have to leave the Americas. They have to leave, they have to leave the colonies and they're going to do so for a couple of reasons. One, to get away from the American Revolution. Because it's just too hot. Well, Jamie didn't get chosen. What do you mean? For the Continental Congress. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, and maybe the Browns are on their trail. And maybe they get in trouble with uh, the government because the Browns, you know, cook up some random thing. So they're just like, we're going we're gonna to get out of here. And because Jamie has been pardoned, mm-hmm. he can go back to Scotland uh, and and live his life there. Not too shabby. Um, which I think would benefit the show overall because I think the the step in, into the colonies has been not as interesting as it probably was in the books. Um, I think the magic is in Scotland, mm-hmm. and the show desperately needs that back. So I think, in my opinion. I think in my opinion, like I just did that. Sorry, ladies and gents. I think that, I think Joey's right. And I think they're heading back to Scotland and they're faking the death 
because they need everybody to believe that they're dead. Interesting. It's my thought. Just throwing that out there. See, seeing what happens. Just, I'm just gonna say interesting. <laughs> All right. Let's um, let's do the next voicemail. Hi, Mary and Blake. It's Anna here from Perth, Western Australia. Hi, Anna. Just Hi. leaving my feedback for Outlander uh, episode seven. Um, Kilt rating. I gave it four point eight. I thought um, it was really good and it included a lot of storyline, So, but it did it really well. Um, my good was all the flashbacks during the ether sequence. Yes. But in particular, the little bird in the window from Claire's time in yes. future Boston. Yes. It was just a nice little nod to her um, when she was reminded of Jamie when she was stuck in the future again. I also liked that Galus and Blackjack Randall were included in that. Um, my bad... How many minutes am I? Okay, I'm good. Um, <laughs> my bad was while having a DNM with Roger about his becoming a minister, Brianna dumped her laundry on the table way too close to a candle for my liking. Come on, girl. What's going on? And my great, um, Claire's breakdown pretty much um, and the way that Jamie comforted her. So good to get back into the depth of their relationship. Um, this is what I want to see. Classic Claire and Jamie. Mm-hmm. Um, just a few further thoughts, but I might go to another um, call for those. All right, <laughs> back we'll, in a minute. All right, well, we'll take the next <laughs> one for you. Hi, Mary. Hi, Mary and Blake. It's Anna back here again. Um, just uh, had a few further thoughts about that episode. Um, so my first impression uh, at the start of the episode when Malva was in the church um, talking about who had knocked her up, basically. Um, it reminded me so much of leg hair in the witch trial when she's raving against Claire. It was just so reminiscent of that scene. Um, during the episode, I was also thinking such thoughts as, shut up, Mrs. Bug. <laughs> she just, <laughs> oh, I just was so annoyed by her. Um, I thought the... Uh, the trio, um, I've christened them as Josie Z, Josie Z, <laughs> obviously Lizzie as well. Um, I just thought it was hilarious that, you know, she's got this hay in her hair and Bree's like, oh, what's, what have you been doing, Lizzie? Um, and then <laughs> when Jamie says, yeah, we besom to her <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> looks like it looks like we got cut off. Yeah. That's okay, no problem. We're talking about yep. Perry Mason oh. and oh. Ian's like, "Oh, who's Perry Mason?" and they start explaining about it and motive means an opportunity. I just thought that was really cool. I love all that timey wimey stuff. That's Well, thank you so much, Anna. I really yeah. appreciate that. Very very nice, very nice. Um let's do let's see. We got one from Peg. She says, "I liked this episode better on the second and third time through mm-hmm. it. I'll give it a 4.8 kilts. My good, Sam once again acts his behind off without saying a word. When Claire finally begins to tell him what she's experiencing and his Adam's apple bobs as he smacked with seriousness of her pain, Mary, thanks to you and your observation of his giant Adam's apple <laughs> in episode 301, I can't help but see it in every episode that's tense. <gasps> You're welcome. Sam uses it to his good advantage in those situations." The bad, the trivial but awkward hand clasping between Lizzie and Bree when Roger agrees to hand fast Lizzie and Joe. Those two have been very close, and I just think a hug was in order. And my great, Claire's outpouring to Jamie and Jamie's reaction, just the whole thing. So well written and so well 
acted. Mm-hmm. It was perfection. And we have uh, this one coming from Sarah. She says, Blake, I love your theory that Jamie is going to go on a second murder spree in two seasons. Burn it to the ground, indeed. I'm 100% Team Blake on his ether opinions, but you guys make me chuckle so much. When Blake voices his, shall we say, strong opinion, and Mary jumps in with the damage control, you guys are so freaking cute. <laughs> cute is one word for it. I will, I will, I will take that. And I will just accept it as a, a, a positive. Yeah. So we'll 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 throw that. But yes, Mary loves. No, no. I think she lives to what? do damage control no. for, for me. No, I, I really. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. After the last episode, I was telling Blake, like, I hope people think we're okay in our marriage because of how I have to carefully, sternly. Yeah, just you know. Make Tell sure. you that nobody's on planet Zippy just because they don't <laughs> believe the same thing you do. Yes, they are, and they they have to believe You're what the I one believe. On Zippy. <laughs> All right, let's get to the last mm-hmm. voicemail. Hi, Mary. Hi, Blake. My name is Anna. I'm from North Carolina. Hi, I am Hi. such a big fan of yours. You have no idea. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm a longtime listener, first time caller oh, because right. I just had an outlandish theory that I just had to share. Um, I personally love the episode 607. I tend to agree with you guys that the Lizzie storyline, um, for me, it just felt a little disjunct in the episode. It kind of took me out of it a little bit, but I still found it entertaining nonetheless. Um, I am not a book reader, a show watcher as of this point, so I kind of thought it came from left field. But my outlandish theory is that um, I think, and this kind of came upon or it came about for me, when Blake was talking about like how do some of these one-off episodes like the Ian episode and things like that like did we have time for that I think it absolutely all had intention and I think oh that was my cat oh my god they're so cute (laughs) I think it's gonna come back in the finale as I said I haven't read the book so I don't know for sure but I think that the Cherokee could come back into play I thought it was really interesting how they included the bit about Jamie asking for um just giving him the heads up. And I think they're going to come back and possibly help Jamie and and Claire um, defend the Ridge. So I think that could come back into play. All right. I love you guys. Thank you for everything. Bye. Anna bringing the heat with this outlandish theory. She she needed a little sound effect. Oh, you know what? Um, We'll do this. Upgrade. Excellent job. I love the fact that the Cherokee could come back. Now that you know, it, now that Jamie tried to help the Cherokee, be like, "Hey, just want to let you know that this is coming," and like he tried to help him out, and maybe they come back and they try to help him out now because of that. Mm-hmm. I am in, 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 in on Interesting. that. Interesting. In on that. All right. Um. That's it, Marvin. That's it. That's all we got. That's the end for our listener feedback. Are you ready to watch the preview I for, am. for the finale? I am. All right, let's see what we got here. Can you make it full screen for me? Uh, I think I can. I didn't expect That's you not to full screen, Blake. Up, That's still half screen. Soon enough. Sorry, hold on. Wait, you know, you I made need, me start and stop. Listen, I need to feel the severity and the giant nature of this rich house. Uh, 
the big house needs to be big. Right now, it's just a quarter of my screen. Uh, well, I'm trying to make it. I want to feel the sweat. It's it's not letting me do it. It's here. okay, Blake. Sorry. It's fine. I'll just pretend. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay. I didn't expect you to just give her up, but you will soon enough. Ken, what are you doing? What do we do? That's a long gun. Fight to the death? Where is everyone else? If they're not here by now, Cleo, then I'm not be coming. Justice for the murdered loss! We must go together. But then I see another way. Oh, okay. Okay, so. Alright, so that means. Let's go through a little bit bit by bit. Alright, sure. Alright, here we go. I didn't expect you to just. Okay, first off. Swagger's up like Jack Sparrow. (laughs) (laughs) We're in all the layers. Going for the monotone look. Yeah. The The Brownsville. Earth tones. Yeah. That's, you know, their team color (laughs) is dirt. It's just dirt. Yeah. (laughs) The team color. (laughs) The Brownsville. The Brownsville team color. Yeah. Brown, Brown. believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. So it comes (laughs) up. And he's got his whole posse. Certainly not coral. (laughs) No. No. Alas. And I love Uh, how Jamie's just standing out there. Like, what are you going to do? He's got this mass of people looking at him. All right, let's let's. All right, yeah, sorry. Here we go. But you will. Okay. Soon enough. However, there's Claire. Yep. She's got... A little scared. Some curls going. Yeah, like I... Where's my ether? Yeah, looking for all the ether right now. Maybe I can just put it on all of them. Yeah. (laughs) Bye-bye. Ken, what are you doing? Oh, look at those eyebrows. Oh, yes. What, wait, what do you think about that line? I can. I what you do? Hmm. Interesting. What do you think he? What do you think he thinks? Mm, I'm not sure yet. I don't know. Okay. I, I know it's not a very interesting insight. No, it's not. But I. You just liked that line, and you liked Sam's portrayal of it. Yeah. I okay. Just, I like it. I like his eyebrow for. Ooh, and that music. What do we do? Okay. Stop there. Okay. Big gun. Huge rifle. I mean. And then we got some. We got some. Ricocheting. Gun practice here. And um, yeah, it looks like we're preparing for a fight here. That back splash of, of sparks near Katrina's hair, mm. near uh, Claire's hair. Yeah. Oh, man. Interesting stuff. I'd be nervous. Okay. the death. Where is everyone else? Okay, where is everyone else? Yeah, that means no one's coming to save them. Okay, where is everyone Maybe else? Except for the Cherokee. Where is everyone? Okay, Fergus and Marsley, bye bye. New burn. Yep. Where's Ian? Roger. Roger and Bree. Bye-bye. Yep. Okay. We know what Lizzie's doing. Yeah, she's she's on her back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think she's on With her back. With two guys. She's upside down. Oh, yeah. She's, she's... round and round. <laughs> she's hanging from she's the rafters. Some... She's got mirrors everywhere. Oh, yeah. She's into that kinky Wax. stuff. You know yeah. it. She's oh, sucking yeah. on someone's toe. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, where is Ian? Yeah, Ian is... Uh... MIA. Right Where does now. Ian sleep in this show? Good point. Where does Ian sleep in the show? Remember he had like that whole bunch of land given to him? Yeah, and then Roger was like did Roger be like come back and be like, eh, about that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, so where's Ian? I don't know. Okay. And then we see Is it Joe is it Kazaya or Joe? Sure. Whatever. And, and Lizzie's the same. running away. Whatever. Here by now, Cleo. 
and I'll know we cover. Okay. Just all right, we got all the, the fire. realist, the realist of Jamie. Yeah, the realist, realistic Jamie's like, yeah, there's if they're no not one's here, up. it's night night time. <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> this house is definitely getting burned down by Where the season Adso? seven. <gasps> Where is Adso? Adso ain't gonna make it. Adso ain't gonna make it. <laughs> For the Blossom. Ooh. Okay. Hold on. Go Who down. said that? Was that Obadiah? Go back. Hold on. Who says see. there needs to be justice? We must go together. But then I see another way. Blake, you didn't Sorry. go back far enough. <gasps> oh, keep going. Oh my gosh. Is it Obadiah? Mm, uh, no, I think it's Mother looks Jabroni. A little old. Yeah, it looks a little too old for that. So it's just like a general Fisher. Folk so he, yeah, you know what? N- more than I think about it, the 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 likelihood of J- of Jamie going full scorched earth here, not going to happen. In fact, I think what's going to happen is they're going to have to willingly go with the Browns, and Jamie's going to have to go with her and be like, "Listen, if you're taking my wife, I'm coming with you. And if you have to try me, try me too. Fine, whatever. But I'm going." Interesting. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. You know who we don't see in this? Who? Is the family of the deceased girl. Good point. Is we don't see the Christies. Yeah, at all. Who are friends with the Browns. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't see them in the trailer. Maybe maybe they have a role to play that is yet Is unseen. Aiden's mom in the trailer? That's what I want to know. She's got it going on. Aiden's I don't mom. think she does anymore. <laughs> Maybe Ian's there. Uh, good point. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You ready to close this bad boy out? I am. Let's do it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Outlander Cast. I know those of you in real time, you're probably about to watch the finale. In just a few in short just hours. just a few hours, because, you know, they're part of the Midnight Club. I hear you. There's some of you. I am I used to be part of the Midnight Club. Now, with my ailments, I'm more of the coffee club. Yeah. I watch it Sunday morning while Blake continues to have his nap, and I have my first breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> then when he wakes up, I have my second breakfast. And then we have 11Zs. Then we, oh, yeah. They you, need 11Zs. You don't miss 11Zs in this house. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just, I, I appreciate you all, and I'm so excited to talk about the finale with you. And please make sure that you are on our complimentary text reminder list. Yes. As we d- will be going live for the finale and for the listener feedback, for the finale recap episode mm-hmm. and for the listener feedback episode. Um, but it's all dependent upon our kids and dependent upon me. Yes. So please make sure um, to sign up for that text reminder list. Once again, you text the phone number if you're in the U.S., the phone number 81010. And then the message field is the at symbol at Clan Fraser. Um, and if you're outside the U.S., you just go to remind.com slash join slash Clan Fraser. And you will get a little text reminder, a little email letting you know when we are able to go and live podcast. And of course, as we're winding this season down with Outlander, do remember that if you want to stay with in touch with Mary and I, just seek us out on all the social media channels at Mary and Blake. Or you can email us at maryandblakemedia at gmail.com. Or here's an even better way to stay in touch with Mary and I and all the things that we're doing at Mary and Blake Media. Join the Mary and Blake 
exclusive Facebook group. It's free. Just request to join. And if you're like, if you're a normal person, like if you are just, if you have a pulse, I'm going to approve you. So, um, you need to be a little bit better about the approval process. I think I need to take back over the approval sure, process. Whatevs. We've had all, some all, spam. All, we have had I some kicked spam. them out. Well, that was because. That was because in. it was a public forum at that point. No more. It's no more. Now so that's private. Why. Yeah, now it's private. So uh, just take comfort in that too. You can say things in the group that you probably would wouldn't normally say in public. Uh, if if that's you know something that you're concerned about. Fergus's dildo hand. <laughs> Ladies and gents, if you heard that comment, send us the send us an just eggplant send us a wave. emoji. No, no, just send us the waving hand. <laughs> uh, yeah, just uh, fun fact by the way. That? What's that? We were mentioned in Variety. Yes, we were. That's right. For our This Is Us Two podcast, mm-hmm. we were mentioned in Variety as one of the top fifteen podcasts to watch for pop culture uh, this this uh, television season. So that was really fun. Uh, I just, I, I, I'm still shocked that we were mentioned in that. It's such a cool experience. Uh, but remember, do uh, come to the Mary and Blake Facebook group where you will be able to stay in touch with Mary and I personally, but also uh, stay up to up to date with all the podcasts, all the blogs, everything that's going on in Mary and Blake Media. It is there at the Mary and Blake Facebook group. All right, Marvin, I think that's it. Uh, are, are we are we joining the Midnight Club tonight? I don't know, honey. I don't know how I fare minute yeah, to minute, I hour know. by hour. That's I true. did take naps. You did. And that's why I was able to podcast tonight. That's true. That's and do true. this. But can we do, I, can we do but a I mile look, high club? But I no, like that's not allowed after nine eleven. <laughs> well, whatevs. We can figure it out. Blake, we're on, <laughs> we're sitting in our no. <laughs> okay. Goodbye, Be sure to everybody. send us that hand. No, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, send us the waving hand. Well, send you us heard, the waving hand. If you heard, if you heard the dildo comment, oh <laughs> you're the one who started us down this that this path. I know, I know, Blake. <laughs> you reap what you sow, Barry. You just you always bring up the Mile High Club. It's not allowed anymore. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much. We're too tall, anyway. That's that's true. Gross. My name's Mary. My name is Blake. <sighs> Smells like toilets in there. Gross. <laughs> and you have been listening to Outlander Cast. <laughs>